Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of For the Love of Beer. I am Phil Savory, joined as always by my good friend Mark Hardy-Johnson. Quebola Contigo, what's up, how's it going to you? Hola amigo. Hola. Uh, we are coming to you uh, not from the uh, bustling side streets of Havana, but from um, Mark's kitchen. Um, but our beer today is a beer we are very excited about, but we've been trying to reel in for quite a while. And it is uh, Cubanero Fuerte from Cuba. Yes. Um, for those of you uh, new to the show, um, hello. Uh, basically, myself and Mark are on a quest to drink 100 different beers from 100 different countries in accordance with our beer bucket list. And this, this, my friends, is is well, oh, this 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 has been a tough one to get. This has been pretty much the top of my list to get hold of since we started this I don't know why but there's just something that really appeals to me about Cuba Um, and when I googled the beer and saw the can um, basically if you're drinking this in Cuba as Cubans will know it's called Bucanero Fuerte so on the front there is a pirate Um, which is just there chilly it looks quite happy it's kind of like this this looks like the the way the can because we're drinking it from a can it's sort of presented like a, an, a sort of Jack Sparrow energy drink. Yes. That's the aesthetic. Yeah. If I'm describing it to the listener. Yeah. But it looks really piratey. Should Stop. we call him Cuban Pete? Cuban Pete? Yeah. Let's Did we watch The Mask? We've seen The Mask. Years ago, yeah. Yeah. Years and it's years a bit ago. where he's done that, he sings a song called Cuban Pete. Cuban Pete, there we go. Cuban Pete. Um, let's drink some of his juice. Let's, let's crack it open. 5.4%. It's quite a. Um, a high volume beer this one isn't it however they do do a particularly strong version of it it's six and a half percent Cubanero Max um, which is available in Cuba um, and Cubanero is marketed as a beer for real men wow like Pete on the front there yeah right now so we've opened it and as I said this is it's, this has probably been the beer that I've built up the most right from the start I've been really looking forward to this and I really, really don't want it to let me down. What are your thoughts, by the way, on uh, this absolute banger of a song? It's very Cuban. It's full of salsa. I can picture it being on Strictly later this year. If they oh, get hold yeah, of this, yeah. Yeah. I can picture Karen... Doing a salsa to this. Oh, Karen will love this. Yeah. She'll be in red, blue, green, feathers all over it. Yeah. Um, she'll be absolutely loving it. Shall I, shall I just bang up the volume a bit? Just to, just to give the listeners a. Yeah, while I uh, have a quick. For the listeners, Phil's doing a great little salsa across <laughs> my kitchen. <laughs> I should really have my phone out and take a picture, or even better, a video of this, but I've missed the trick there. <laughs> Um, absolute banging tune to start off with what's hopefully going to be a great episode. So I've taken my first sip and it's not letting me down already. Oh, this is a stunning beer. Yeah. Um, we struck lucky on this last week. I signed up for stock updates on a, a website called Ponto Brazil and Latino, which is a German website that we've used before to get. Um, quite a few beers actually at the start of our quest um, but anyway I've never had any stock updates for Bucanero Cubanero so I just thought I'll just have a look just out of interest anyway stumble on the fact they've got cans of it rather than bottles so um, 
fortunately, here we are. Here we are. Want to turn the volume down? Is that right? <laughs> Phil was ever too good then. <laughs> I thought I could just whisper like, seductively. Yeah. I didn't understand. Speaking ever so seductively to Google. Whispering sweet nothings in and Google's ear. And Google just went and ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Just, just take the wire out. That'll solve the problem, won't it? Um, right, so yeah, here we are. Here Massively we are. fast delivery. Um, I bought eight cans of this. And I'm supposed to be forwarding some on to some of well, our pint pals, but uh, I'm not sure they're going to go there. Yeah, we've we've had um, the whole pint pals thing. We've had a, we've we've made, made sort of friends with a few people who've who've uh, who we've helped out and they've helped out with some returns. It's been fantastic, hasn't it? It's really starting to take off these last couple of weeks. We've got some fantastic leads on beers. We've got Matt, haven't we? Matt's yeah. helped us out. We've yeah, got, well, um, yes, Lasco, Slovenia. Yes. Who's the other fellow as well? Jay, Jack. Yeah, Jack. Jack. Yeah, Jack's Jack's ordered a load of this as well. So. Basically, I was going to put in a massive order, and then we twigged that Jack needed a load of other beers with, that were on the website. So we, I said to him, "Go help yourself." And then I started to get worried that if he went and ordered the Cubanero before me, it was going to be out of stock. So basically, I had to pile on in there. Yeah, and I ordered eight cans of it, um, and I am not regretting it. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad there is the potential for a second can once I finish this one. Yeah, fortunately, I've just banged a few more in the fridge. It's this got a weird, fantastic. even from just having a peek in the can, it sort of has a more of an ambery sort of, you can tell obviously the higher percentage, and it's got a really nice... It's fruity. Really nice, yeah, really nice sort of aftertaste. Really interesting. It's different, isn't it? But it's an, an amazing different. It's not sour or dry or anything like that. It's Lovely fruity taste of it. It's 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 different in in the in the right way. Oh, it's not as amber. I'm just pouring some out by the way. Oh, it's, it's not, not as amber as it, no. as it looks in the can, is it actually? It is. Uh, actually, yeah, no. When it, it settles, it is, is a bit darker yeah. than your average. Yeah, I've just poured it into a lovely friend's. Um, you're my lobster glass. <laughs> Currently available at B and M. So there we go. Be drinking mine from a glass now. Have you got anything else to say about the beer? Because I could find out virtually nothing about it. Not much. It seems to be a really elusive beer. Like, as I said, we've really struggled to get hold of it. But um, it's from InBev, right? It is, yeah. The, the, it's brewed by a company called Cerveceria Bucanero SA. Um, and they're based in Holguin in Cuba. Founded in 1988, so it's quite a new beer. So I'm older than this beer. Yeah, um, yeah me as well. Um, taken over by AB InBev in 1997 and the same brewery also brewed Crystal which is a beer that does seem really easy to get hold of over here we've seen it several times I don't know why they export Crystal but not Cubanero um, over to our sort of shores yeah. and, I, and I don't really know why it's ended up in Germany but I think there is a, a sort of Cuban um, community. It's Germany. weird because Germany got us because we managed to get our Mongolian beer because there was a Mongolian community in Germany that I had no idea there was. Yeah. Obviously, we we talked before when we did Brazil a few episodes back that there are Germans that um, that went there yeah. after the war. So there's a kind of a Germany Brazil sort of link. But anyway. I do know of a link between Germany and Cuba, and that is, of course, Onel Hernandez, the Premier League's first Cuban football player. Did he come via Germany? Um, yeah. So, basically, how it started out, his mum met and got engaged to a German 
um, who for whatever reason, I don't know why he was in Cuba, but anyway, she met this guy, moved with him to Guttersloe, but she wasn't able to take Onel with her because his dad wouldn't sign off the paperwork to let him go out of the country. Obviously, he was like a kid, like mm. seven or eight at this point. So he wasn't allowed to leave with his mum, so she just left him behind. You know, like you would a cat when you're moving out. Yeah. If you don't want it anymore, you just leave it behind. Um, eventually, his dad agreed to let him go over to Germany with his mum. And that was it. He got involved in football, and here we are. He's there we go. We've indulged. No no longer a Premier League player. We've indulged your bit of uh, Norwich City. uh, Yeah. um, (laughs) Trivia for the episode. However, so he's played for Germany's under eighteen teams. Yeah. um, Because obviously he became a German citizen. He must play for Cuba now, surely. But he's not allowed to because to play. He's desperate to play for Cuba. His mum lives back in Cuba now, by the way. Yeah. she lives and works on a farm. Right. There's a really good piece about the family, actually, online, if you're interested, Google it. Um, but she's been pestering the Cuban FA to let him be picked for the international team. But they won't pick him because um, they'll only pick locally-based players. They have to be contracted for their teams via this thing called indoor, um, which is basically the government department, so like our sport department. Yeah which runs the Cuban FA. So it's basically, it's all, it's government run, you know, which is the way we're going. Did you say uh, that his <laughs> mum was a farmer? Yeah, she lives and works on a farm. I've got a beautiful segue for you from that. I'm just going to... This just episode gonna, is working far too I'm gonna, well. I'm just going to, I'm just going <laughs> to sweep you away from that and into uh, the cattle industry. So, um, back in... The early days of Cuba, so discovered by Christopher Columbus, one of his hits, gave it to the Spanish, um, and um, you know they did lots of cattle breeding and blah blah blah. So anyway, so like most places, you have livestock and you have farming, etc. And where over the years, um, the actual cow population or the ratio between cows to people in Cuba has um, has shrank. So over 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 so many years, the amount of lives, the amount of cows in particular, um, the cow population has shrunk to a point where, in the late eighties, early nineties, there was um, a huge problem because obviously things like um, the main industries from Cuba, uh, sugar and cigars, really that's the two sort of main of exports, um, and they became less reliant on on you know dairy farming or cows so it got to this point in the early 90s where they had a big problem so they wrote it laws into place but the but the byproduct of that was was that it meant that you couldn't it was a lot harder you weren't legally allowed to slaughter cows right so the problem that you've got then is you're getting milk but you're not getting beef so if you're just a regular cuban you can't buy, like, you can't have minced beef, you can't have burgers, you can't have whatever, because it essentially became like a protected species. And still is, to an extent. Really? So, um, so farmers would face fines just for losing a cow. So if you just lost a cow, you'd be fined for it, <laughs> because the cows would crop up on the black market, because they would get stolen, and, that, and beef would get sold on the black market for, like, mega money, at least to a Cuban. Wow. Um, 
and uh, and yeah, the, the punishment you you could face major punishment if you slaughtered a cow. If you're a farmer, um, to say Onel Hernandez's mum slaughtered a cow, her the punishment for her for that would pretty much be the same, if not worse, than if she'd have killed her husband. So, do they not eat beef over there at the moment? Then, well, they they. They do in certain, really but it's but it's very it's, it's expensive and it's only in certain things. So, um, I think pregnant women are allowed to eat it. Kids are allowed to eat it. How bizarre. Um, yes, yeah, so they allow it in like schools and, and hospitals, but uh, or if you have um, a particular dietary requirement or you know, medical reasons. So they have like medical beef, <laughs> but not just regular. Most restaurants shit. would have it, but it's not like you can just go to a supermarket there and buy a steak. You can't like go into Aldi and they're knocking out some cheap shit. No beef burgers. They do apparently import some beef from other countries, but apparently the the quality is very iffy because they're getting basically just other countries' shit. Well, well, but you said it's a it's uh, allowed in hospitals. So yeah, so um, they because obviously protein. Dietary requirements of protein and encouraging protein in diets for children, pregnant women, um, you know, those that are ill or whatever. Well, it's distinctly better than the shite that you get served in a hospital over here. Then. Oh, yeah. Imagine you know, if you imagine in a Cuban hospital, you get a sirloin steak after you've had your appendix you out. That'd be incredible. In hospital, wouldn't you? Yeah. How amazing. See, interestingly, while we're, I'm just digress now. You're going to segue again? Yeah, I'm going to segue again. This is fucking perfect. How smooth is this going to be? Um... No, you should go talking of beef, Phil, yes. and then you go into your... Well, talking of hospitals, Phil. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, talking of hospitals. Did you know there are 70,000 qualified doctors in Cuba? Um, they're used abroad. They um, effectively pimp doctors out, um, and they're a big source of income. So they're probably more doctors than cows. So there are more doctors, 70,000, in Cuba, um, and there are only 50,000 in all of Africa. Just to give a sort of perspective of the wow. number of doctors. So there's more. There. So their doctors are among the most respected in the world. They have one of the best healthcare systems in the world. Yes. In Cuba. How good is that? It's weird because their education is um, is is brilliant as well. Yeah. Because they have supposedly they have the best literacy rates globally. So it's like ninety nine point eight or percent or whatever literacy levels so there's no illiterate children they're all basically they come out of the womb and they're just given like here's Homer's the Iliad do you think that could be because they're one of only two countries in the world to have banned Coca-Cola have they? yep have a guess what the other one is that's banned Coke? yep two countries Cuba Uh, Venezuela? nope do I get two more guesses? yeah go on Mongolia? nope um, God Christ. Um, uh, Fiji, North Korea, North. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most. Ob- I thought that's too obvious. Uh, yeah, North Korea and Cuba have banned Coca Cola, but you can buy it on the black market there. So if you're visiting there, you know, visiting Havana, Ulala on holiday, yeah, you might be able to buy some under the table from your hotel. Speaking of Havana, ooh, nah, nah. <laughs> any famous Cubans for you? You took my segue. I do apologise. But we're both on for me. I've got one for you. Go on. Camilla Cabello. 
is Cuban. It's Cuban. She's um, from Havana. And the song we'll Havana, yeah, we'll know that, is um, about a relationship with her ex. Um, obviously, if you read the lyrics, it is quite sort of in-depth. Half I'm not my heart is in Havana, Unana. There you go. Exactly. It's mm. because her ex is there. Which made me think. Is her ex Onel Hernandez's mum? Maybe it is. Onel Hernandez's Desi's mum, by the way, is called Yanisi Maya. I'm sure you um, pronounced that perfectly. Pic- I've got a picture of her there. That, that's on El Fernandez, Desi's mum. I can see the resemblance. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm sure the listeners won't because <laughs> we're talking about a, a, an obscure Norwich City footballer. Yeah, I will put that in a thread for the listeners. <laughs> um, so yeah, check out our um, our threads on at FTLOB pod, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Um, so yeah, it got me thinking, right... Basically, our version of Camilla Cabello is Adele. You think of all is the, it? Well, it is, isn't it? Because she talks about her exes all the time. And she's all depressed and her well, heart she's not is depressed in now. heart is in like Sunder and or something like that. Yeah. So she could be much more um, more upbeat, wouldn't she? Yeah. Um, but talking about women, while we're on that subject, are you segueing from your own segue? Yes, I am. Um, I'm going to do it. Going to do it again. How about some slang words if you were in Cuba? So if you were in a Cuban restaurant yes. and you asked to eat a papaya, so the fruit, yeah. um, you'd be returned with a very different thing to the fruit to your table. Okay. You would not be eating a fruit. You'd be eating um, lady parts. <laughs> so if you were to say to Onel Hernandez or his mum, yeah. if you were on a... If she was growing papayas anywhere yeah. near her farm, if you wanted to eat her papaya, that would be a very different thing. You'd be like, oh, God, her. I could really go for a papaya right now. And, yes. then you, and then you look, and then she's turned from the fridge and she's unveiled herself. <laughs> yes, she's spread. Yes. Yeah. So you should ask if you want to, well, what we know is a papaya, is a fruta bomber. A fruta bomber. Yeah, a fruit bomb. Um, so there you go. But also one more. A mango. A mango means a hot girl. So, on Elle's mum, you might say to her that she is a mango. So, uh, Yanni C, you're a mango. You're a mango, I mean, I mean, and I want to eat your papaya. Yes, I mean, having seen this photo, I would not be calling her a mango. But, anyway. Hey, look, there's someone for everyone. There is someone for everyone. There's a, there's a Mr. Hernandez there that's been more than happy with her papaya for many years. <laughs> yes, so much so that he took it to Germany. Anyway, did you say fruit bomber? I did, yes. Talking of bombers... <laughs> this is our best episode <laughs> <laughs> Talking of bombers, uh, many known terrorists are, um, are currently holed up in Guantanamo Bay, which is Cuban land, which is a naval station that's been converted by the Americans into like a makeshift... Is it in Cuba? Yeah, technically. Right. Technically, because Cuban's island and it's sort of off of that, but it's there... It's on Cuban territory, right? But it's um, but it's an American, a US naval station. It's called, but it's actually a prison. And yeah, that's yeah. where they put a lot of the um, lot of their you know their terror, your typical sort of you know yeah. ISIS type terrorists will, will go there. Um, so even though it's weird because you think that obviously with US and Cuba have had quite a tense relationship over yeah. over many years. Um, but no, USA rents Guantanamo Bay from the Cubans. Um, now, considering what they're what they're doing there, it's obviously quite an important piece of land for the for the Americans. I don't think the Cubans are very good at haggling. Why? 
Well, I'll just I'll, I'll I'll pose you the question now. So right, so bear in mind the size of Guantanamo Bay. So it's fairly fairly chunky piece of land, right? How much do you think the Americans are paying the Cubans per year for it? Probably millions, I guess. Just take a guess. Five million. Five million. Uh, you're, you're way off. So the Americans, so the United States of America, arguably the largest economy in the world, and little old Cuba, they're paying the Cubans $4,085 a year. How big is Guantanamo Bay? Well, it's big enough. But, I mean, are we talking, is it city size, town size, minor no, state size? I think it? it's like Alcatraz size. Right, so... I don't know that for a fact, I'm just speculating. And how much is it a year, sorry? For? $4,085. When you consider that, say, for example, in London, you'd probably pay that for a flat per, per month. Yeah. I think the Cubans are getting absolutely... Don't over there. Am I allowed another segue? Or are you going to segue off mine? Please feel free. Yeah. Uh, talking of Americans, <laughs> um, American classic cars. Yeah. There's oh, a yes. real relationship with them and Cuba. Yes, there which is. Which I thought was really interesting. Yes. And I have to say, one of the things I know you're not keen on Top Gear post Clarkson and no, whatever bit else. Of shit. But they did one He's of the few that I now, one of the few that I saw with with the other lot. They did a fantastic one in Cuba with all the the classic cars and the drive rounds, and it was absolutely it was amazing. I'd never really understood it or really really knew much about it, but from watching that, it makes you instantly want to go there when you see all these like classic restored like forties and fifties cars. And they and and you don't see when you're over there. You don't. They're almost like I wouldn't say like black cabs because you don't see other regular vehicles there it's it's they're almost all these classic cars it's yeah. weird and do you know why that is go on that was because car imports were banned until 2011 um so basically they couldn't get any other parts for their cars so if you go over to any of the cars in cuba you'll find that say i mean obviously it's not a ford yeah and a Vauxhall, but whatever their equivalents are so you'll have a ford with a knackered engine, so they just take the engine out of, say, the Astra that's next to it, bang that in the Sierra or whatever it is, and just make it work. And just make it work, yeah, because that's it's just what Cuba is. Because um, it was converted, well, it was brought as a communist nation by Fidel Castro, wasn't Fidel it? Fidel Castro, yeah. The actual Cuban leader for many years, not Frey Bentos, as believed by um, by who was it who said the Cuban was it David Brent? Was it actually Brent from the I office? I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, the Cuban leader was Frey Bentos. <laughs> So yeah, car imports banned until 2011. Do you know where Frey Bentos got its name? The Pies. No, I don't. It's, it is an actual place. Is it? But it's not in Cuba. So back in the 1960s or whatever, um, the actual pies and stuff were tinned in a place called Frey Bentos in Uruguay. That's where the name comes from. So up for, us, for quite a while, that's where they were made and tinned up. But nowadays, it's owned by a Scottish company called Baxter's, who do like soups and stuff. And now they're really? and now they're and now they're made here. Yeah, I find it a bit odd. I'm, personally speaking, I've never had one. It's a bit of a like my nan had probably eat that sort of stuff. They actually taste what, what, alright. Do you what they stick are. the whole tin in the oven or something? Yeah, yeah. Be fucking roasting when you get that. Out of the oven. <laughs> oh yeah, it's molten. Yeah, <laughs> but the, the, they taste alright. The thing I, I like a pie 
that's completely crossed. Like like it's it's oh, you don't covered want the underneath, do you? Yeah. No, you do want the underneath. I want the underneath. I want I want yeah. crust. I want yeah. everything to be contained. Mm-hmm. Whereas a Frey Bentos, you only get like a puff pastry top. Oh, it's a lazy bastard's pie. Then it's isn't a lazy it? pie. Because um, you know people make their own pies and make homemade pies. I don't think it's really a pie. It's not proper. If you've just done a crust on the top, it's no. not the same. I totally Does it count? agree. But if you were to go into a restaurant in Cuba, yeah. Um, and search for a Cuban pie or something. Did you know that restaurants in Cuba are nearly all owned by the government? Right. Communists, see? There are two currencies in Cuba. So they're, they're basically eat out to help out all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so, but if you're going there as a tourist into one of said restaurants, you will pay with a different currency to the one that locals pay with. Because they have two, they, they take dollars and they take they have a peso, don't they? They yes. have a peso and they a Cuban peso, and then they have a they have do they have the US dollar or a... um, it's their own sort of their own dollar two two singular Cuban um, currencies, but yeah, they're two different ones. Why would you do that? What is the point? I don't understand that either. But I don't. I don't know. No. But while yeah. you were in said restaurant, you may wish to log on to the public Wi-Fi, but you could not have done that. Until 2015, because it did not exist there. Wi-Fi didn't exist no, in Cuba. 2015. And internet in Cuba is expensive, so it's not really used very often. Yeah. Um, but there are public Wi-Fi spots. Apparently, if you go to like a park or something like that, and you see that there's loads of people congregated, that's because there's a free public Wi-Fi spot there. Mm. But you wouldn't be doing that if this was before 2008, because mobile phones and laptops... Um, were banned from being owned by Cubans until 2008. Wow. How shit is that? It's weird though, isn't it? Because it's, it's, it's a backwards country in some ways because, see, they, a lot of the Fidel Castro thing and the, yeah. the communist, you know, socialist, or well, communist thing really, yeah. was, was that you're shunning a lot of the capitalist structure and a lot of the things that, that, that culturally to us are part of our everyday lives. Yeah. They were like, nah, don't need it. And gradually over time, obviously, that some of the stuff seeped in. It's seemingly naive, isn't it, to someone like looking from the outside like us? But if you don't it know is any different, a nicer way to live, isn't it? If you don't know any different, exactly, it, it might actually be quite a nice way to live. Like I, I'd, I'm not sure I'd prefer living in Cuba to. Well, I don't know. Actually, give it a year. I might prefer might much prefer Cuba to here. Yeah, but um, uh, in the UK, uh, it's an absolute shit show at the moment. But can I, um, can I just digress one second? Go on. This is going to be a first for the episodes now. I'm going to delve into the second can of this. I am. Um, I've not felt I've been too busy talking. Well, I've not. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to open a second, and that tells you all you need to know. Well, this is our, our current format, yeah. isn't it? We're just going to—it's just one beer, so we're just going to. Yeah. So yeah, well, just going to cover new, the one beer, the new, the new normal. Episode. Maybe. Yeah, the, the new normal. Uh, Any more facts about Cuba for me? Not so much facts, really. Oh, actually, I, I do, yeah. Cuba is home to the world's smallest bird. It's called the bee hummingbird. And can you guess its length? If it's the smallest bird in the it's world. the smallest bird in the world. You're going to have to be talking mere centimetres. Because I'm thinking budgie. You know, they're not very big there. Oh, way smaller than a budgie. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Two centimetres? Not I that mean, small. I mean... Six centimetres. Six centimetres. Between uh, the average, much, fully grown, they average between five to six centimetres. Wow. And they can often be mistaken for insects because of their size. 
talking about animals. Um, <laughs> we're impressing ourselves. Beautiful segue. I, I'm really sorry, but we're really impressing ourselves. And I hope it comes across as well as we talking think Talking of animals, Phil. Talking of animals, Phil. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you know that Pitbull... Oh, that was going to be mine. <laughs> you took my segue I stole from it. me. I stole it for you. Pitbull... <laughs> He hails from Cuba. Mr. Worldwide himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hang on a minute. Uh, hey, Google. Hey. Oh, you've unplugged it. So you wouldn't... Carry want... on. Yeah. So Pitbull says you don't want to stop the... Whoa, don't stop the party. Hey. And you wouldn't do that if the rhythm is going to get you. So if you're busy dancing all Cuban like you were earlier on. Yeah. So the rhythm is going to get you by Gloria Estefan. Yes. She is also Cuban. She is also Cuban. Um, so I'm not sure if the whole of the Miami Sound Machine were, though. I get the feeling they were, but she was Cuban. <laughs> um, one more fact for you, which I can't really relate to the rhythm, to be honest with you, but did you know it's only snowed once in Cuba, and that was in 1857? <laughs> okay. Um, and that's all the Cuban facts that I've got for you. But I really enjoyed reading up on Cuba. All that shit that I've got written down there justifies why I was looking forward to this beer so much. Yeah, it's one of the more it's one of the more intriguing countries. Yeah. Um, it really, really that is. we have. Um yeah. I'm just gonna uh I'm just hang on, bear with me. I'm just gonna whisper some other things in, uh, in uh, Yeah while I talk. So basically I've been looking forward to this beer and it's not disappointed me in any way at all. Um <laughs> I do apologise, Phil's just turning up some music. So yeah, it, well, pictures, Pitbull just said to stop what we're doing. All oh, right. <laughs> um, what do you think about the beer? I really like it. I'd say I really like it. It's um, for me. It, it it. I know it sounds a stupid thing to say. But it's based on absolutely nothing, but it tastes Cuban. It does. Do you know what I mean? It does. It does exactly what it says on the tin. Like, I'm not saying like it tastes of rum, but there's something there's something inherently Cuban about it. The, I mean, not. The, 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 I'll admit the actual can, the design of the can, is a little bit bizarre. Yeah. But um, I, I don't really know what relation you know these buccaneers have to Cuba. Yeah. I mean, obviously, back in you know the old days, it was the way. I, I don't know. Anyway, I don't. I don't really know. There's clearly something that we don't know there, but we couldn't find it out because it's so hard to find stuff about Cuba. Um, about sorry Cuban era just let right so there you go <laughs> um, ambassadors bit we should talk about oh bit. barbecue absolutely yeah. barbecue phenomenal absolutely ambassador uh, taste wise this is a phenomenal beer you know what I think it's a tricky one because you're not gonna. You never read. Are you ever really gonna get Cuban dignitaries at the ambassador reception? The ambassador is a capitalist. Yeah, he's, so you know, they're he's, not gonna fit. He's used to playing either. host to obviously dignitaries and you know playboys and you know posh people, wealthy people. You know the the upper class. Whereas this is a beer for everyone. This is a beer for the people. Yeah. 
um, a beer for the working man. So yes, As this is the ultimate, ultimate working man. A beer for real men. Yeah, and, and and should we say women? Because and, women drink and beer those too. that are neither. And yeah, whatever you identify as, this beer is for you. It is a pan beer. Pan beer, yes. Um, I, 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 I've really, really enjoyed it. I would probably say no for the ambassador's reception, not because of the beer, but because of the ambassador's own prejudice. It's more his problem, isn't it? It's more his problem than the fact that, you know, if, um, say, the fucking orange, Agent Orange, the orange twat, yeah. is there and he's like... Well, apparently, well, I suppose he doesn't drink alcohol anyway, but I don't think he would tolerate a Cuban beer. So, no for the ambassador, but absolutely for a barbecue. But I mean, it's this not the beer's be, own fault. No, this would be a cooler full of these at a barbecue. I mean, this would impress everyone. I think later on tonight. Good percentage as well. So, yeah, it's, it's a good percentage. It's a good beer. I mean, later on tonight, this. when I've had a few more Cubaneros, I'm quite probably going to get back onto that website and order a few more. I'll forgive the postage. I'm going to be getting back on there. I want a few more of What's the website again? Ponto Brazil Latino. Dot D. Dot D-E. D-E. Yeah, German website. Fantastic. Really rapid delivery. It's about £11 delivery. Basically, eight cans of this and a, another bottle cost me about 28 quid, and it was more than worth it. Shall we rate Phenomenal. it? Phenomenal. I think we should. Fingers? Yes. Okay, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm just going to take another swing okay. out of my second can. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I'm actually... That is how much I rate this beer. I'm on a second one. Right, okay. So, three, two, one. Oh, you've gone ten. I've gone ten. You've gone for Stiegel level. I've gone Stiegel level, and Phil's gone nine. Sorry for the listener. Um, we've got a nine. It's not a ten out of ten. This is not as good as Stiegel. Are we going to split at 9.5? That would make it our second highest ranked beer. Yeah, it would, wouldn't it? <sighs> for me, know. for me, this is Stiegel level. Uh, oh, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. I've really enjoyed it and I've given it a 9. I think I've been generous with a 9 because I'm going to go 8.5. It's better than... Did we give Brains a 9? Yes. It's better than Brains. I would... I would... Yeah. Uh, Close, it's close. Can we go nine and a half then, and we'll make it? We'll make it our second highest ranked beer. It's not Stiegel. Sorry, it's not as good. You know it in your heart to be true. I think I. I know half of your heart is in Havana, no, no. But <sighs> if you put a Stiegel in front of me now and one of them both unopened, I'd probably pick this. Oh no, no! I would. Really? I really would. Yeah. Oh my god. What are we doing? What are we doing about this? I don't want to rock, paper, scissors. I don't want it to get 10 out of 10. Let's go 9.5 then. Can we go 9.5? Let's do 9.5, but we both know that we've both got our own thoughts on this. Yes. Um, there are different opinions on it, but we're going to have to go in the middle. I think that's fair. It's the right thing to do. Do the socials, Mark. Right. At FTLOE pod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, yeah, please follow us. Don't forget Pipe Pals. We'll help you out where we can. We've got a few more cans of this if anyone needs it. Okay. One, two, three by Gloria Estefan. Yeah. Miami Sound Machine. Absolutely. Cubanero Fuerte. Here it is on Spotify. Google's running in. 9.5.
Bit of Gloria Estefan. Play you out with a bit of Gloria Estefan. Yeah. Cuban's finest. I mean, if you had to, if you had to pick one, keep Gloria Estefan or Pitbull. Um, Pitbull, personally. Yeah. Yeah, I'd go with Pitbull. I feel like Pitbull is Pitbull, sort of Naya, good, Neo. good party music, like sort of along the lines of Sean Paul. Yeah, I mean, they're of different eras, aren't they, really? Mm. Yeah. It's a real Sophie's choice for me. Pitbull's a guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks again for listening. Um, great beer, great this, company. This has probably been my favourite episode to have recorded. Yeah, it might not be for the listener, but (laughs) (laughs) it might not be for the listener, but it's great. Um, Okay, thanks again for listening. We'll be back um, very soon, hopefully, with another beer. And uh, yeah, take care of yourselves. And uh, yeah, all the best. Bye bye.